1: As a child of God's, as one bought and paid for by him, he's looking for a return on his investment. Are you bringing that return home? Join us, Napoleon Kaufman, with Times of Refreshing is next. Feel challenged at times that you're not living up to what you know God has called you to be? Well, join us today. We've got an encouraging study directly ahead. Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community, brings us a very unique look at Matthew 25 today, a return on his investment. That's the title of our message today as we learn of our role and responsibilities as brothers and sisters in Christ towards God. We've been redeemed, bought with a price. What kind of investment are you bringing home? With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, once again, our teacher and pastor now. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
2: I want to share something with you that really just uh, touched my heart. God has been kind of dealing with me about it, and, and this afternoon really just started speaking to me about it. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 on down to 30. Is, is what we would call the parable of the talents. You know, a lot of times when we're thinking about our relationship with God, I don't think we stop enough to consider how much He has invested in us. From a natural standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint, God is a God of stewardship and He has invested in us. And so this afternoon, I want to talk to you guys about the return on his investment. The return on his investment. And what I mean by that is is his investment in your life. Is he getting a return on the investment that he's made in your life? From a natural standpoint and from a spiritual standpoint. Think about it. You all of us were born and we had natural talents and abilities. God blesses us. In so many different ways, just on a natural level. And then when we get born again, God, once again, he just pours into us spiritual talents and abilities and giftings. He pours out his anointing. He, he gives, the Spirit of God begins to move in our life. And he pours and he pours and he pours. But what is he getting back from you in return for what he's poured into your life? I think all of us have to be honest with ourselves, look at ourselves in a mirror, and say, God, am I, what, am I, what am I giving back? Are you getting a return on your investment in my life? Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, Jesus is sitting here, and he's having this conversation with these individuals. He's ministering. He's doing what he does. And in the midst of it, he uses a natural story to convey a spiritual message. And for all of us, We've, I, most of us, we've heard of this parable, but, it, but it's just interesting. I want to take some time and, and, just, and just break it down. Investment it means to endow with qualities, attributes, to furnish with power, privilege, or authority. This is the context. To endow with qualities, attributes, to furnish with power, privilege, or authority. We also know it means to invest from a monetary standpoint, seeking a return on your investment. Because all of us are stewards. Stewardship. It means one who acts as a supervisor or administrator for another. God has given us something. And now we are to administrate, to supervise on behalf of God who has given us these things and placed so many wonderful things into our hands. And so in verse 14 it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. His goods to them. And so first off the bat we see that he's dealing with individuals who are called his servants. And for all of us in this room we got to realize that God's not just working for you. You're working for God. Amen. Can I have an amen? Amen. And that at the end of the day, we're called to be servants. You know, a lot of times when it comes to walking with God, people are thinking about popularity. They're thinking about blowing up. We're thinking about my ministry. We're thinking about how we can, you know, do all these things and become, have a name. And I've said this for years. Individuals want to become a star with God's business. But in this business, it's about servanthood. How are we laying down our lives to benefit other people and and really laying down our lives to bless God? How are we doing that? We want to be servants. So these individuals, number one, they were servants. And this, the, um, uh, this man, he delivered to them his goods. And I think this is the next point that I want to bring out from just this verse. Is that we are servants and we're dealing with God's goods. Nothing that you have. Let me say this to you. And burst everybody's bubble. Nothing that you have belongs to you. If you haven't figured it out. God will snatch it when he wants to. He will. I've seen him do it. And so for all of us, we have to get it in our minds that none of us have anything that did not come from God. None of us. We're stewards. It all belongs. It's his goods, his talents, his ability. I look at my own personal life. I didn't, I didn't make myself fast. Right. My mama will tell you when I was three years old, she couldn't catch me. <laughs> I was rolling. It just was in me. Amen. Now, I, I, can, I can perfect my gift, I can perfect my ability, I can practice and do those things, but, you know, some of us, we just came out and you just sung ever since you were little. You just, you just sung, you just love to sing. It's called talent and ability but that didn't come from you. God, because He has purpose for your life. Natural talents, spiritual talents... And so we have to all realize that all of it, it comes, it's his goods, but he's delivered them to me. He says in verse 15, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own what? Ability. Ability. And immediately he went on his journey. All of us have received according to our own ability. Now watch this. All of us in this room, and I wrote this down. We are given what we can handle. We are given what, we, what God knows we can handle. So we shouldn't be looking at anything that anyone else has. Because what God has given me, he's given it to me based on my ability, based on what he sees I can handle in my life. He hasn't given me less and he hasn't given me more. He's given me just what he knows I can handle. And I think for all of us, we have to embrace this about our lives and about who we are. It'll help to create a security, a sense of self-worth and knowing that God really loves me. He just gave me what I needed and he gave me what he knows that I can personally handle. So I don't need to be looking at this person. I don't need to look at that person. I don't need to, to, to complain to God. Each person is giving what they can handle according to your own ability. We have to embrace this about ourselves. Stop thinking that you're beneath something or beneath someone because someone else has more than you or someone has less than you. I think we got to, and I love this, we should never think we're beneath someone because they have more and we should never think we're better than someone because they have less. Because everybody just has according to their own ability. And so for all of us, we've got to give this in our minds and embrace that. And God trusts you. Now watch this. God trusts you with what he knows you can handle. Oh, I like that. God trusts you with what he knows you can handle in your life. He trusts you with it. This is why he, as a steward, he gives it to you and says, handle it. Natural abilities. Spiritual abilities, he trusts you. All of us should look to the heavens and say, God, I thank you that you trust me with what you've placed in my hands. It's a sign. You've given it to me based on trust. So all of us should embrace this and thank God for it. He says, each one has been given according to his own ability. And immediately he went on his journey. Verse 16. Then he who had received the five talents went And traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more, he says, also. I looked up this word, this word traded in the Greek. It means, I like this, I like this. It means to work, to perform by labor. It means to do. It means to produce. Now, you're not doing this all by yourself. You have the Holy Spirit that's working in your life. But sometimes we have to realize what we have in our lives. God is looking for us to work it. To do something with it. To, to, and this is, this is the thing. And, and I, like he said, he traded. He went out, he traded. He started working. He started labor. And, I, and I, I tell you, the word works in Christendom has gotten a bad rap. Oh brother, I'm not with that lost stuff. Brother, I'm not with that lost stuff. People need to read your Bible. You're going to be judged according to your whether good or evil. The Bible says so. God is concerned about what you do. He's looking at what you do, and I think there's a now. This is the thing that I want to convey, though. I do good works, and we should do good works because we have been approved. God has accepted us through the blood of Jesus Christ, has given us access to boldly approach the throne of grace that we might enjoy our fellowship with God. And then God says, now I've embraced you through my son. Now I want you to go out and I want you to do some things for me. All of us have to learn that this is a part of what we do. With the talents, with the ability, are we working it? We're going to see here because God does not sympathize with our complacency or laziness. I'm going to prove this to you in the scripture. So what he's placed in my life, he's looking for a return on his investment in my life. And that's okay. We should say, thank you, Lord. Now, help me under the inspiration of Your spirit to get out and begin to work that which you have placed in my hand so that you can get a return on the investment that you made. He says in verse 16, then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two, he says, gained two more also. He worked it. He did something with it. He labored. He produced as God for all of us through the power of the Holy Spirit is working with us. That's the mindset that we've got to have. I want to produce. When it comes to my talents and my abilities from a natural standpoint, I want to produce. How many guys have I been around on a personal level who who I've seen them? They were talented, could run fast, could jump, could shoot, could do all these things, but they're just lazy. Didn't want to put in the work. Didn't want to go out to the gym. Oh, I just want to go to the club. Have all this talent and ability, but wasting it because they don't understand the value of what what we're saying here all of us have to embrace that from a natural standpoint but then from a spiritual standpoint some of us god wants to use us mightily but we won't work it and what i mean by work it is if god is telling you that hey he wants to make you a pastor or if he wants to to use you to evangelize what kind of investment are you making and how are you using what he's placed in your hand stop waiting for the perfect opportunity you can't be an evangelist and you're waiting for the perfect opportunity to share your faith. It doesn't happen. But you start here and then you build up. You start here and you go for it. I remember when I start, first started preaching and different things like that. We just started. Man, I started practicing on my, on my coworkers. I just started practicing on them. Sister Leah, that's all I did. we in the locker room. Okay, open your Bible, man. Now listen, the Lord said, and I'm preaching like I'm. I'm working and I'm working and I'm working. Then when I stand before 5,000 people, the work has been done. Foundation has been laid. God says, okay, now you've worked what you had. Now let me give you more. For all of us, I think we just stop. We're waiting for a perfect opportunity. Perfect. And it's not going to come. Start somewhere and begin to use from a natural and spiritual standpoint that which God has already placed, what he's placed in our hands. Look at verse 18. He says, but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received the five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord. He says, Lord, you, excuse me, Lord, you delivered to me five talents He says, look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you have delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy, he says, of your Lord. I love this because, number one, each individuals, as they're coming before their master, the Bible says very clearly, both of them said, look, I just wrote that down. It just jumped off the page when I looked at that. Because I could just picture them, their master's coming, they've worked, they've labored, they've done their job. And then when he comes on the scene, they come up and they say, Master, look. You know, I, there's something to be said, saints, about living your life to do the best that you can to please God. Amen. To please God. I don't know about you, but I, I, want, God, I want God to look. Look. Can I have an amen in here? I want God to look and say, "God, look, I'm being faithful to my wife by Your power, by Your grace. What You've invested in my life, here's a return. Look, I'm raising my kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Look, God, I'm faithful on my job. Look, it's like when you're if, if man when my when my kids or when my sons they go off and they score a touchdown and they come back to the sideline after scoring the touchdown. I see them coming." And the first person they're looking for, who you think? I want to show they want to. Yeah, that was bad, huh? <laughs> you, know, <that's, laughs> you know what I'm saying, David? That was nice, huh? That was nice, Dad. I give you See, this is what I'm saying. In our relationship with God, this is how He doesn't mind that He put it on the page. The servant said, "Look, look what look what I'm doing. Look what I've done. I've been a blessing." I, look what I've done with what, what you placed in my hand. There's nothing wrong with that, saints. It's not. It, it's you saying, God, I want you to be happy. Yes. I want you to smile. Yes. I want you to be pleased. Yes. I want you to take joy. And you're going to see this. I want you to smile at what, what I'm doing in my life. He said, look. Both of them said, look. And it just jumped off the page. I want God when he thinks about you. I want, I want. want. I want you to be able to. I want God to say, man, I really like looking at y'all. Look what y'all doing. Y'all not just you're not just talking about it. You working it. You're doing it. Amen. You're putting it to action. You're it's it's in motion. It's not just on the pages. Now it's in our lives. Both of these individuals, they said, look, the next thing I wanted to draw from this passage of scripture, with both of these individuals, the Bible is very clear that God called them good and faithful. Yes, yes. Why? Because when He made an investment in their life, when God makes an investment in their life, when God does something in our life, the first thing that God is looking for is. He says that they were good but then he says that they were faithful. Faithfulness. Where is faithfulness gone? Consistency. Being there. Being faithful. On time. Consistent. All the, these things when you think about consistency and being faithful, these are things that we want God to be to us. But are we that to him? When he places things in our hands, we want God, God show up. We'll sing it, we'll prophesy it, we'll fall out declaring it. He shows up, shows up, shows up. We'll sing a song about it. I mean, he said, well done, good and what? Faithful. Faithful. You place something in my hands, I worked it. I got out. I went out. I produced, I got to put to the grind what my natural talents and what my, in my spiritual abilities, I reproduced, I gained more. The Bible says very clearly that the master says that they were good and they were faithful. This is what we want God to say to us. This is what we want God to declare over our lives. And I think it's one thing to have people to call you good and the people to acknowledge you. But at the end of the day, all of us here are living for God. Amen. We're living for God. And so it says here in verse 24. And this is, this is sad. It says in verse 24, then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to." To be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. He says, I knew it. I knew it. He I knew two things. He says, number one, he says in verse 24, he says, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. And I think for some of us, when we look at this, um, you know, and I want to just say this right. I mean, even though God is, Lord, help me with this. You know, saints, in our relationship with God, I think the problem that we have is we go to extremes in our minds on either end. We have a picture of God who's so hard that he doesn't, you know, cut us any slack. But then in some cases, we have a picture of God. He's just a big Santa Claus that gives us everything that we want. God is balanced. He's full of grace and truth. Jesus is full of grace and truth. And so without question, there are some things when we're walking with God that we have to understand. uh, We're we're really going to just have to embrace that sometimes God can be hard. And he is going to judge us according to what he sees. Praise the Lord! It's it now with the balls is our, in our court, by the power of His Spirit, to make sure that we're doing the best that we can under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to line up with what He wants. Because it is possible to please God. It's possible to please God. We can please God. We can, God can be happy with us. We're going to see this, and all of us have to embrace this because what we want to enter into is not just our joy, but we want to enter into the joy of the Lord. We want to live a lifestyle, and this is what he said there in the verse before. He says, enter into the joy of your master, of your Lord. I want God to be joyful about my relationship with him and about what he did through me to accomplish what he's desiring to get accomplished in the earth. That's okay. We want to make God happy. This individual, he failed to realize that he could make God happy and he started to overfocus on God being hard. He said, I knew you to be a hard man. He says, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. God, and I love this and I wrote this down here. We must never forget that God is going to to use you to bring forth a harvest and to bring forth production. He picked you. Now, let me say it like this: God could have easily came down, he could have easily came down and said, I'm getting ready to deliver all the children of Israel. Pharaoh, who is he? I'm gonna just wipe him out and go handle all of this by myself. It would have been easy work. But because God loves to see humanity partnering with him, he's Somebody is walking on the backside of the Midian Desert named Moses. And God says, hey, I think I'd like to use you.
1: Our production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit.